The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. I'm back on medication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been on medication, of course, like for like 10 years for, for the bipolar disorder, um, the uh, Lamotri gene. Uh, but I've recently got back on an antipsychotic called Abilify. Antipsychotic. It, it sounds scary. It sounds really uh, intense. Uh, but really, it's more for me uh, is paranoia and overanalyzing, anxiety, stuff like that. So that's what they use to treat um, anxiety sometimes is antipsychotics. Uh, so yeah, I'm on Abilify. And the reason why I got back on it is, of course, you know, if you've been listening, you'll know that, you know, I've had a very tough year mentally, you know, with my mental problems. You've had a tough year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've both had really tough years. Uh, and as far as uh, depression goes and anxiety and paranoia goes, um, it's been a rough few years. It's been a big struggle. It's been a very long struggle with times of uh, goodness, times of stability. But a uh, lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs and a lot of struggle. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to fix it myself. I wanted to go to therapy uh, and I wanted to do it the hard way. I didn't want to do it because I was thinking, it's like, oh, just thinking, just taking a pill. That's the easy way. Um, I want to do it the hard way. I want to go, I want to do the work. Uh, I want to say that I did it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to say, like, I did it. It wasn't a pill. It was me. It was me that did it. But it's not, yeah. that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Like, that. that's not, that, that's just not how uh, it works. It works that way for some for people. For some people, if it's not a chemical imbalance. If it's not a chemical imbalance, if it was just something to figure out, if it was some workaround, uh, then that would have worked for me. It hasn't. Because what I kept doing in therapy, and you know, and I've talked about this uh, before, uh, was I would find these phrases, these mantras, uh, these things that I would say over and over and over again that I would either come up with during therapy or I would come up with in my own, you know, self uh, exploration writing. Uh, and I would say these phrases over and over again. When something really hit me, when something really uh, connected with me, I would imagine it in big bright lights in my head. Kind of like, you know in uh, Boogie Nights when he comes up with the name Dirk Diggler? Yeah. Like that. Just like flashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. But slowly and usually over a span of, I would say, anywhere from a day to the longest I think I ever made it was seven days. Uh, it would be... Those lights, they would all be like single bulbs. Those lights would just one by one go out. Just pop, 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 pop. Until finally the entire sign crumbled. uh, Because the anxiety and the paranoia would just come in and just hit those out. Just boom, boom, boom. And by the time it came around to my next therapy session, I'd be like, okay, well, that didn't work. You know, that, 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 that one didn't work. Uh, there must be something else. There has to be a different way to find it. You know, there has to be a different way to get around all of this. There has to be some magical combination of words, like a, a magical spell, pretty much. There has to be a magical spell that I can say that I can do 
to get me through this, to get me through the depression, to get me through the anxiety, and to get me through the paranoia. There isn't. There just isn't. It's organic. It's something that is in my brain. It is the way that my brain is built. It's an organic thing. Uh, And so I had to finally admit that to myself, that I don't have the ability to just do a workaround um, if I want to have a healthy personal life. And also a stability. Stability. So you don't have to wake up every day and, and wonder how many lights are going to be out. Yeah. Or, or by the end of the day or every few hours. Yeah, because that was the problem uh, is I was overanalyzing everything, thinking too much. For fuck's sake, I was an English major. Uh, so my brain is built for analyzing characters, people, uh, motivations. And so I would overanalyze every tiny little thing. And what this medication is, and that would include, you know, being in therapy uh, is overanalyzing every motivation, every action, uh, and mostly other people you know it wouldn't i would be not only analyzing myself and the way that i thought and the way that i acted and the things that i did but i would also overanalyze everybody else's actions to the nth degree to the just the tiniest tiniest little thing where i would overanalyze like a person's eye movements i would overanalyze anything and everything and that's all i would think about All I would think about is myself and other people, how they were acting, what they were doing, how that meant for me. And it really led to um, a lot of uh, self-obsession. And that's extremely unhealthy because when you're obsessed with yourself, that pushes away everybody else around you Mm -hmm. Uh, because it makes the world, it makes you the world, makes you, I can't, I think it's called like solipsism or something like that, where uh, the world only exists in your own brain. Uh, And that leads to selfishness. That leads to paranoia. That leads to an unhealthy personal life. Uh, and if we don't, if we don't have the ability to get out of our own heads and to really think about how other people live, not how other people treat you, not how everybody lives in relation to you, but how everybody lives their own life. You have to think about that. Like you have to think about how everybody else lives their own life. Because if you only think about how everyone lives their own life in relation to your own life, That's just selfishness. That's Mm going to lead to bad decisions. That's going to lead to unhappiness. Uh, Because if you're thinking about everybody else's life in relation to your own life, um, it's adversarial. You know, it kind of it pits people. It it pits other people against you because you're not really thinking about the good things they're doing. You're thinking about their motivations and how it's going to affect your own life. And if you're a pessimistic person like I am, then most of the time you're going to think that that person's motivation is going to be negative. Uh, And I kept trying to find workarounds in therapy uh, to try to fix that, to try to keep that in my mind, but and try to be mindful of other people uh, and how they live their own lives. Uh, But that's exhausting. I wasn't able to do it. I wasn't able to keep it all straight in my mind. I mean, can you imagine keeping the motivations of everyone you know in your mind at all times? You know, especially and even more so the people close to you. Because then you're not even focusing on the present. No. 
that Never. You're, not, you're not even thinking about what is going on currently because you're so busy thinking about other things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, I, I was in therapy on Monday, and, and I'm pretty close to just not doing it anymore because it's, you know, time-consuming and expensive. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I don't need to analyze anymore. I need to exist. And that's what I've been trying to do this entire time. That's been the whole point of therapy for me is existing. That's all I want to do. All I want to do is just exist and live my life. Just, I mean, just existing, that doesn't mean being lazy. That doesn't mean just existing as in, I just want to sit on a couch and just exist. I mean, I just want to exist, still do the things that I love, still live the life that I want to live, but existing in the present and not existing within my own head, existing in the world with other people. That's all I've wanted. And it seems like this little pill combined with all of the work that I've done with therapy, uh, combined with everything uh, that I am and the support system that I have, uh, I think I'm on my way to existing. Because you needed to get to that point to accept the fact that you needed the little pill. Yeah. And it's okay. You've accepted it. And now that you are aware of it and you've welcomed it, you're able to heal. Yeah. And that's what's most important. <laughs> Tell me, man. <laughs> I'm no. proud of you. Thank you, Jackie. I'm proud Thank of your work. And, you know, it takes a lot to to accept that. I mean, that, it, that it's something that you just can't fix. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of things in life that you just can't fix no. that easily. And, and it takes work. It really does. It takes a shitload of work. Uh, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. I will fucking tell each and every one of you right now, it is absolutely worth it. It's hard. It's time consuming. Uh, it is painful, but it is worth it. Yeah, well, let's get to our Hell letter yeah. for today. See, one good thing came out of 2016. There have been 26, <laughs> man. I gotta say, like there, there's been a lot of good things to come out of 2016. It's it's a very odd year because I do know a lot of people had very positive things in their personal life happen this year. Uh, really, if we look around, like look at our friends, you know, we just had a, a very good friend of ours propose uh, to his girlfriend last night. It was beautiful. Cena John from the brighter side. <laughs> Cena John from the brighter side. Yeah, pr proposed to his uh, girlfriend. She said yes, and they're fantastically happy. There's been a lot of great things happen to our friends and happen to us. Like I met Carolina this year. Uh, last podcast has blown up. Cave Comedy Radio has blown up in ways that I never would have imagined. Uh, a lot of good shit. I think it's the world that was fucked up this year. Mm -hmm. That was all it was. Oh my God, David Bowie. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Why are you doing it? <laughs> yeah, Black Star has Todd Gray, our, his good friend Todd Gray said Black Star was a sigil that just released negative energy into the world, and we were all just mourning. We were all in post traumatic stress for the entire year. Every time it randomly comes on, I'm just like I can't, I can't do it. I can't listen to the album. Go back and listen to Black Star. I've been it's rough. I've been it's rough. I've been listening to it a lot uh, in the last couple of weeks because all of the music year endless came out, uh, and that was. Either either 
number one or in the top five of just about every list. So I've been listening to it a lot lately. It's somewhat healing. It is. To go back and listen yeah. to it now because when it first came out, I could not listen to it because Bowie's death was extremely emotional for me. Uh, the very He was the very first celebrity... Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say celebrity artist. The first artist that really hit me hard since Kurt Vonnegut, uh, and that was in high or that was in college when Kurt Vonnegut died. Uh, but I would say this is by far the the hardest hitter. Um, so I didn't listen to Black Star because Black Star was about his death. Uh, it was about the end of his life. It was very sad. But now when I go back and listen to it, it is uh, a bit healing. He was scared shitless. Yeah. Uh, and it's a bit healing to go back and listen to it uh, to see that somebody could admit to being scared shitless. And not only admit, but write a whole album about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Just write a whole album. Talk about acceptance. Yeah. Acceptance. Accepting fear and trying to do something about it. Just trying. Just to make something out of it. Yeah. just to make, And that's a good lesson for everybody. You get some horrible shit going on. Make something. Mm-hmm. Just try. <laughs> try. Use and, it for something. And it helps you understand it better. And, you know, and if you do it and you think other people might like it, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, then uh, you can give it out to people and that might help them understand what you're going through as well. Uh, so, as in everything, look to Bowie for the example. All right, let's get to uh, our first letter today. This is a follow-up letter. Uh, this is from Spanky, uh, the girl that we talked about a few uh, weeks ago uh, that was having issues with um, borderline personality disorder, accepting it, and trying to figure out whether she wanted to tell the guy uh, that she was uh, that she had a crush on that she, uh, you know, had borderline. So let's let's hear the update on that. In good news with me, she said, I decided to take the leap with expressing my interest in the person I discussed in my original email, and I'm happy to say we've been seeing each other ever since. That's great! This has actually been a huge help to me because they themselves have mental health issues, and we had talked about our issues before as friends, but now that we're dating, we've only grown closer, and the support and understanding for my issues, borderline personality disorder and PTSD, that I've gotten in this relationship so far has been beyond anything I've experienced before. I'm making a lot of changes in my life right now. This relationship, moving to a better place, really doubling down on therapy, etc. And I know I was feeling lost when I sent that email in, but at this point I'm very hopeful for the future. Thank you and Jackie so much for your advice. I'm truly grateful. Spanky. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it's hard to take the leap. It is. It's hard to, to open up to someone, and especially when you're, you're not sure of how they're going to take it. Yeah. And, and man, doing it, ripping off that Band-Aid, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, just Akuna fucking do it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our uh, next one. This one has a question. Dear Marcus and Jackie, I wrote in a year or so ago, and since then, things have been great. My first email was asking for advice on cultural differences in relationships. I'm living in Japan, and my wife is Japanese. I'm from the UK. I remember this Mm -hmm. guy. So obviously, there are many differences and struggles we must go through. The advice you guys gave me helped a lot, and we're going strong, so thanks a bunch. 
Thank you. Hell yeah. For listening. That's fucking great. Today I'm writing in to ask for advice on homesickness. It's coming up to Christmas, and this time of year I always miss my family more than ever. I'm very close to my folks, and for us Christmas is a pretty awesome time. I was lucky enough to go home last year, and it was nice, but we couldn't really relax because we went over for our wedding. I'm finding it hard to stay positive right now. I want to visit my family sometime in the near future, but it is stupidly expensive, and also my work schedule is shit. I spoke to my boss asking for some time off, but over here taking two weeks for a holiday is laughed at. I try and talk with my friends and family as much as possible, but because of the time differences, they can rarely speak for that long, and I try to not bring up the negative shit as I want to focus on the positive things going on. If you have any advice on how to deal with homesickness during this time of year, that would be awesome. Cheers. I can't remember his name that we gave him. Easy peasy Japanese. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? Did you come up with that? You've never heard that? Well, I've no, I've, I thought, I meant as his name. Like, I don't think I would say easy peasy Japanese. <laughs> Is that insensitive? I don't think so. Culturally? I think it just rhymes. <laughs> we'll call him just easy peasy then. <laughs> All right, what do you think? I mean,. I think it really just depends. As someone that's also not going home for Christmas this year, and, and yeah. Marcus as well is I'm not, not going either. home for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about Christmas in the past, but even though, I mean, I still am kind of sad that I'm not going in the back of my brain. I, it depends, I think, on really your religious aspects of it, because to me, as someone that is not very religious, it's just a day. Yeah. And it's hard with, you know, the festivities and you're doing all that. That's like, if you know that you will... hopefully see them in the future that like go at a time when it is cheaper I'm going home in January because it's a third of what the price would be for Christmas and it's looking to the future of when we will see each other again that I hold to get me through it Yeah, but it is a lot harder for you to get over here so what do you guys do on Christmas? Yeah. Do it! I would say second Christmas and then that's the thing it's like that too it's like just extend the Christmas. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, we might not be able to have Christmas until March. Do Christmas in March. Yeah. I mean, you can absolutely, don't worry about, you know, being negative or anything like that. There's a difference between being negative and talking about what's bothering you. Yeah. You know, it's like being negative is just complaining for the sake of complaining and complaining about like little tiny bullshit things. This that, is okay to be upset about. This is, this is okay to talk about. Like, it's okay to talk about being homesick with your family especially your family uh, it's totally okay to talk about that you know that's it's not nitpicky stuff you know you're not just complaining about like your subway commute or something like that that's being negative uh, but talking about like homesickness and being honest with them and, and saying like hey guys I kind of need something to look forward to you know like I, I just I just need something when I come in next can we do Christmas? Can yeah. we just, can we have a Christmas time? And if it sounds like, and your family say Christmas is a pretty awesome time and you guys are very close, your mom will put up a Christmas tree. You know, Do she'll, the whole put up, thing. she'll put up some lights, you know, Christmas in March. That's totally fine. And, you know, that's the great thing about families is that you can do whatever you want. You can have your own little traditions. You can have uh, the things that only you guys get. Christmas in March. Yeah. Just do it whenever. And then it makes March more fun. <laughs> or wherever you do, whenever you choose to do it, then it's something else. It's just, you know, it, I mean, it is at the end of the, at, at its core, it's about being with family. It's about seeing each other. It's about loving each other. And I mean, 
isn't Christmas just year round? <laughs> That's what I try to tell myself. Because, but it is. It's like it's that feeling that you want. Mm-hmm. It's the closeness of family that you can have soon. You just can't do it right now on December twenty fifth. Yeah. But also, I think that if you do special things at home, do them in Japan. Exactly. On that day, do whatever little things that make your Christmas specifically awesome. Make sure you do it. If you have a specific thing that you eat on Christmas, figure out a way to fucking make it. Yeah. I think, I think you said you're in Tokyo, you know, and in Tokyo, like, find an American restaurant. You know, find a place that is going to have turkey on Christmas Day. Turkey and stuffing, you know, or ham. I'm a ham guy. You're a ham man? I'm a, <laughs> I'm a ham man. You We're a lamb family. <laughs> we do lamb on Christmas. Lamb? Lamb and lasagna. That's kind of fucked up. Mm. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> like the whole like lamb of God, th- that's kind of weird. I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think we just like lamb. Yeah, I think so. And it's expensive, so we only get it on Christmas. I get it. Yeah. No, we're, we're having lamb in January. That's nice. Lamb in January. I'm having ham next time I go down. That's the way uh, to do it. Yeah, that's the way you got to do it, man. Just get a big... You just find that place that has the food. I don't know what the British do. Find a blood pool. Pudding place because he's British. He's not oh, American. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered that. Yeah, he's British. So they do things. Find a place with. I don't know what they do. Bangers and mash. I don't think that's a Christmas thing. <laughs> I don't know. The Christmas Carol, they've got a goose. A goose. A fine, fat goose. <laughs> I think this is culturally insensitive. <laughs> I think this part is. Something. Yeah, man. Like, like fine. Just try to recreate it as much as you can. Uh, because, you know, you have a wife. And, and, and remember that, you know, when we move off and when we partner up, um, we're making a new family. Mm-hmm. Like we still have our, you know, the family that that we grew up with. Uh, we still have those connections. We still have those bonds. Of course, we do. But you're also making a new family. You know, you're making your own little pod uh, in Japan that is separate from the one in the UK physically. Maybe you can try to make new Christmas. Make new traditions. Yeah, new traditions, new Christmas, you know. I, I know you miss your family so much, but, you know, your wife is your family, too. She's sitting right next to you. And also with uh, FaceTime and all that, what we're doing Christmas morning, I mean, we're in the same time zone, but if you can figure it out, we're opening our presents together via Aww, FaceTime. That's sweet. And it's like, that's a way to keep close to each other, that we've sent each other things that we're going to open on Christmas so that we'll be able to do it together. We're just going to set up the iPad and just do it together. Yeah. I think that's that is so sweet. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. I'm gonna Facetime my parents from the beaches of Puerto yeah, Rico. Yeah, you're gonna be in Puerto Rico. <laughs> he's going to Puerto Rico, so I'm he's not by. sad about not going home at all. That, that, that's where that's where my uh, that's where Carolina and his parents live. So you know, we're 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 going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a picture of myself on the beach wearing a Santa hat with a Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> See, making new traditions. Making new traditions, man. <laughs> you know, like, make, make it, and you know, I'm going to miss my family a lot too. You know, like, I've, in the last, my entire life, I've only missed two Christmases. Uh, this is the, the third Christmas that, that I'm going to miss. But, you know, I'm making a new family. You know, I'm making my own pod. 
And that's how it goes. You know, we're visiting her parents this Christmas. Next Christmas, we'll visit my parents. Like, that's that's how it goes, is that we've got a new family that we're building. And that's just what you got to do, too. And you have to accept that. That's it. This is all a part of growing up. You I know? know. I think that's what is the hardest, is that you look at it and you're like, oh, I'm... I'm an adult now. Yeah. And it's like, we're all been adults for a long time, but there's something specific about not being with your family on, on around the holidays that you're like, Oh, I am a separate entity now. Yeah. I am now starting my own home. I am starting my own traditions. And that I think is the hardest thing to accept. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, it's very difficult to accept. You still have the exact, you still have the same, love bonds with your family that you've always had uh but the physicality of it uh and the newness of it uh is totally different and accepting that is difficult but accepting that's also fun because you can do whatever you want then it's about yeah you can do something that you've never done on christmas before yeah you can do anything yeah yeah you want to go play volleyball go play volleyball well, <laughs> not all of us are going to be in Puerto Rico, Marcus. <laughs> they got indoor volleyball courts in Tokyo. Yeah, I'm sure that are open on Christmas uh, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't celebrate Christmas. It's just another day. Is it just another day? I don't think that. No, it's like, well, it's a Christian thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Christmas is a Christian thing. So I think. I forget that because, yeah. you know. I think, I'm sure they've got their own thing. Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah. So yeah, I bet he can find an indoor volleyball court. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter. Just something. Uh, something new. You know, something that you and your wife are like. Let's do this weird thing. Because also, then it's something for you to be excited about. It's like, oh, let's go see a play. Yeah. Let's go. You know, just something that you wouldn't normally do. Just do that. Yeah. Just make your new. Uh, just make your own traditions. Make. Home is where the heart is. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Yes. Wherever you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I feel like you got a lot of pillows that have these sayings on them. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Oh, yeah. Dance like no one's watching. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, one more letter for uh, today. Yeah, you got it. All right. Where are we going to call her? Ooh, how about Jello Stars? <laughs> You're big on the stars. Am I? Yeah. All right, Jello Christmas trees. <laughs> I was just thinking of like, you, I don't know, did you ever do that as kids where you may, like put the little Jellos in like cookie cutters and then you have like yeah. little, little floppy oh. shapes? I had forgotten about yeah, that's that. that's what I was thinking about. Oh, I used to love doing yeah, that. Yeah, and then you kind of just got to like shove Ooh. it into your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Those were fun. That was really fun. So yeah, Jell-O Christmas treats. <laughs> Jell-O for short. Okay. All right. Hello, Marcus and Jackie. I just recently started listening to the show, and I can't even explain how much it's helped me out. I just went to my first counseling appointment today for my depression, and I was extremely nervous all week, but listening to you guys helped me out immensely. That's fucking amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations, man. Thanks for listening. Granted, I was still nervous, but far less than I was originally. So thank you so much for being amazing. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you. You're amazing. No, you're doing it, baby. You're doing it. My question isn't really a question per se, because I'm just starting this journey. I was just wondering if you could possibly give me a couple pointers on writing and anything you do to help with self-esteem. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Keep up the amazing work you do with this show. Love to both of you. Jello Christmas tree. 
as far as writing every day just do it every day you know do it every day even if it's even if it's shit and especially if it's shit if you hate what you're doing keep going keep going keep going keep going until you have something that you kind of don't hate yeah, because also it should be something you don't even think about. Yeah. You just write. Like, you can just start. It's like, I have, I have absolutely nothing on my mind, and I'll just start writing. Yeah. And it could start with anything, and then it usually goes into something that obviously has been on my mind that I'm trying to shove down deep inside of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you're asking about writing, like, I don't necessarily know what type of writing that you're talking about. You know, if you're talking about fiction or, or just the sort of writing that we do, like the the self-exploratory writing, uh, if you're doing that, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just start with anything. Start with what happened this morning. Start with what happened yesterday. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's diary writing. Uh, so you can start with anything and everything. Uh, it doesn't matter where you start. Just keep going and do it every single day. Although I feel like that's the same advice of whether you're writing fiction or, the, I mean, that's the advice I get for writing sketch. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's the same thing. Even if you don't have, you might have a semblance of maybe something, just start writing it. Yeah. And not everything's going to be good. In fact, most of it's going to be bad. Most but of it's it, okay. Most of it you're going to hate. But think of it like building a house. Like everything you write is like, not, and I'm not talking about like your story is a house. I mean, like your writing ability is a house. Like sometimes you're going to install a door, like a big door, something that's, sometimes you're going to install the hearth on your fireplace. Sometimes you're going to put up a brick, you know, and sometimes you're going to do one little swift of paint. You know, it's not, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're doing something. That's how I think of it anyway. Oh, I like that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and as far as uh, anything you do to help with self-esteem. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it's very it, difficult. It's difficult. We, I mean, both, of us, both of us struggle with self-esteem a lot. It, it is just, it's an everyday talking to yourself. Yeah. And I feel like the writing really does help to remind me of these things that I get so down about myself that, you know, other people don't see those things. Yeah. It's all inside of your head. And I think that sometimes when your self-esteem is at its lowest, you, you just, you feel like everyone can see all of your flaws and, and knows the things that that you think about yourself. But it's also remembering that no one cares. No one cares. Yeah. Everyone is so involved with themselves that at the end of the day, no one's thinking about you. No. And that is, I think, the biggest issue that I deal with. I mean, I, do, I mean, we both do. Most people that are in our business definitely have self-esteem issues because we're trying to prove something. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, no, I'm great. <laughs> because we have to put on a bravado attitude and then you go home and things get dark. Yeah. But it's in those dark times that you just have to remember that it's it's in your head and mm-hmm. that there are certain you know, there are things that you are good at there are things that and, and that's when you do those things that's when I cross stitch that's when I cook that's what, I mean I work on other things that I like to do that I'm good at and it makes me feel better about myself and that's exactly what I was just thinking is even if even if you don't necessarily like what you're doing or even if you don't feel like you're making a lot of progress with uh, you can always think self-esteem wise at least I'm doing something right 
At least, at least I've got that about myself. Is it? And if you, as long as you're doing something, then there's nothing in your brain that can tell you otherwise. If you are physically doing something that you can see, uh, then there's nothing in your brain to tell you that you did not do that thing. So you can always have that with your self-esteem, no matter what. You can always have, I am doing something. And I do that when I, also if I'm by myself and I've got some time and I'm kind of beating myself up about how how I feel about myself, I'll go on a long walk. Yeah. And I'll just walk around around if those until the thoughts settle. Yeah. Because then I'll just focus on and, and I will walk with no headphones in. I just walk around and I think about whatever I got to think about and in my head I say, when I get home, I'm not going to think about this anymore. Yep. And I let myself get it out and I hem and haw to myself. And then when I go home, I release it. I said, I just walked. I just did my walk. I let it out. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing of doing something. You did not do anything today. It's your day off. You're watching Netflix. You're doing whatever. No, I went on a long walk today. I went yep. on a good constructive walk today. I did that. There's really something about just getting out of the house uh, when you're struggling with your self-esteem. Because when you're just in the house all day, it's so easy to sit there and think, oh, I'm just a piece of shit. I'm just a big piece. Look at me right now, just fucking sitting on the couch, watching whatever. I'm doing nothing with my life. Taking a walk, again, it's doing something. It's doing some sort of physical activity. Uh, And that can help out immensely. Even that smallest thing. Just do something. All right, that's all we got time for today on Sex and Other Human Activities. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you want to uh, comment on anything that we've talked about today or if you have a question for us, email us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com and we'll, our, we'll do our best to answer you. Uh, make noise and be free, fuckers. Happy holidays. Uh, Hakuna, motherfucker. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everything. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah.